0: A three and a two and a one might say, Let's start the show today. Your <laughs> doctor said you got PCOS. Now go on, girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian and my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. And if you want to move them and take control of yourself, Join a sister and a mister. What's up, sisters? How's it going?
1: How's it going, sisters? Today is the day that we talk about our PCOS types.
0: Yeah, we're going to cover all the, the four main PCOS types that we usually talk about go into you know the causes, the symptoms, how to get down to you know reversing those symptoms and getting down to each PCOS type. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, let's ask or let's maybe talk about Talene's own PCOS type. Sure. So, babe, you did a recent lab kit test and mm-hmm. you kind of figured out or found out some of the things that were maybe going on under the hood, as you like to under say. Under the hood. Do you want to take us through that process?
1: Yeah. I mean, so I'm not going to lie. When I took the lab test, I was like, okay. I feel like I've spent enough years with, you know, controlling my PCOS symptoms and really putting my health first, the slow weighted workouts, everything, gluten and dairy free. What could be wrong? (laughs) (laughs) So I went into it a little cocky. I was like, I think I'm okay. But um, I did get the lab test done. And obviously it was a vast improvement from my lab test from years ago. My insulin resistance was great. My adrenal fatigue wasn't there anymore. It was great. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, what else did... Oh, inflammation. It didn't look directly at inflammation, actually, because you have to check C-reactive protein. But basically, my hormones looked fine, except... For my thyroid
0: dun, dun,
1: dun. I know And it's one of those things that you don't know Unless you have lab work done You mm-hmm. know Or or unless you have like really dominant symptoms um, But I don't have very dominant symptoms Like I just have a little bit of acne Before my period And that's basically it I feel, A little
0: cramps here or there Yeah
1: a bit of cramps before a bit of like, cramps, yeah. like the first day of my period My period is also a little bit later It's like a 32-33 day cycle when mm-hmm. that's still within range like 28 to 32 is within range but yeah. sometimes it's like 33 and then um i don't know so i was like something like it's not perfect like i don't know let's see what this test says and of course it says yeah. thyroid I
0: mean, even if things do feel perfect it's still a good idea yeah. to check it once or Just every, every like once a year once every two years yeah. see what's going on with the body with your yeah. body
1: yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, I was within range, but I was within the lower end of the functional range, which is more yeah. specific than conventional ranges. So they detect things sooner before it gets out of control. And that's why I never knew that I even had the slightest bit of like hypothyroid. I had no idea because I didn't have it out of control and my symptoms aren't that out of control for me to notice. Yeah. But with that being said, I am taking a supplement to like a daily thyroid support supplement from Equal Life. And it is actually really helpful so far. Like you have to take four a day and I've taken it for a week. And I can tell that it's doing something because I feel the detox symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> I am a little bit like loopy by You're five o'clock. You're struggling a
0: little bit. <laughs>
1: I'm like, my eyes hurt. Like I want to sleep.
0: It's I have just... to say though, Tallinn hates taking supplements. I mean, <laughs> she'll take it. But every time she takes it, it's almost like, like it's pulling teeth, pulling teeth. Yes. That's a perfect example. It's like pulling teeth from a, from a little girl and it is funny, but it is, it can be frustrating for my end when I'm like, (laughs) just take
1: it. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what it is. I also want to add that the practitioner that I spoke with after I took the lab test, because when you take the lab test when you get your results, you speak with a practitioner who like walks you through your results and what you can do. And the lab test is linked in the description if you want to take it as well. Mm -hmm. But she told me that maybe I'm not getting proper micronutrients to support my thyroid. And um, she told me that the hypothyroid issue is slightly affecting my progesterone levels, which were also on the lower end, which means that this could be the thing that's causing my period to be a little bit later sure. yeah. like a couple of days later and i was like wow that's so interesting and i can totally say that she's probably right i can totally say that she's probably right That's, that's, that's because well, we're I, gonna
0: find out pretty soon in a couple of months when yeah. you've gone through the three month uh three months of taking the thyroid supplement yeah i'm pretty sure you're gonna start to see the impact it has on your periods and mm-hmm. stuff you know?
1: i haven't been taking in the past my multivitamin consistently and i haven't been eating like five servings of vegetables a day like certainly not i've been having like one serving at dinner and that's and you've
0: been trying to do that more recently so
1: now i've been trying to eat vegan lunches so that i incorporate more greens into my diet and just having more of that like i'm having so much greens at lunch. i feel like so i'm trying to get those micronutrients that i feel like i've been lacking it lately i've been so focused on gluten and dairy free and like working and just i haven't prioritized making uh abundant like salads and like sure. stuff like that for lunch yeah. and you know i yeah, don't I mean, know there's always room for improvement especially absolutely. when you're sensitive with pcos yeah
0: and when you're so busy like, every, like everyone is it's hard to kind of focus on every single thing you know yeah. you're trying to like you're doing gluten dairy free but at the same time you're trying to incorporate. Uh, more vegetables, more greens. Yeah. There's only so much you can do in a yeah. single given day. So just like everybody else, like you're taking on that those steps in a, yeah. a step-by-step way, in and a granular I, way.
1: I'm so sorry. I keep blabbering about myself. No. But I just want to say great. one more thing. I learned that, I mean, I knew this, but... I realized this, that when you eat like kale and broccoli and Brussels sprouts, these kind of weaken and suppress your thyroid mm-hmm. because...
0: Is that what's known as cruciferous yeah, vegetables?
1: Yeah. So I that's like the only vegetables I eat. If I eat vegetables. i yeah, Same like, here. Oh my gosh. I'm like, what give me am the most, doing? Give
0: me the strongest. Uh, give yeah. me the broccoli. Give me the ones that exactly. gonna have the most like, fiber, I think, right? Yeah. But, they have a lot of fiber yeah. in them. Yeah.
1: So now I realized. So... We're adding more variety. We're adding the rainbow into my diet, being more mindful about it, taking the daily supplements. I mean, the daily thyroid support supplement and the daily multivitamin. And let's see what happens. In three yeah. months, I'm going to take another blood work test and see what
0: happens. And yeah. I'll
1: update everyone.
0: Follow us along, sisters, to see how is uh, uh, symptoms are improving yeah. with the lab kit results and taking the supplements. It'll be fun. Like mm-hmm. It'll be like a little experiment that we're going to cover yes. episode to episode. I'm so lab mouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on We'll talk about it again next week See Talian's updates Hear Talian's updates mm-hmm. Okay so with that being said We're going to go into our episode topic this, uh, this week Which is what is your PCOS type We're going to go over the four main PCOS types Go over the symptoms How to help reverse them Supplements you can take Diet and lifestyle changes you can take So let's get into it Oh and by the way we do have a quiz that you can take um, in the description we'll put it uh, early on in the description the quiz is like a very quick one minute interactive quiz that you can take answer some questions and then at the end of it it will give you uh, what your PCOS type could be and then you can basically it, it will it will also tell you the next steps you can take to start today on your uh, PCOS journey and your PCOS type of course it's not a diagnosis it's always best to uh, go to your doctor to confirm uh, and make sure
1: awesome well, the first PCOS type is inflammation.
0: Here, oh, but we should address the that you can have before we start oh, you can have yeah. multiple types. <laughs> yeah. Everyone always DMs program.
1: us. Everyone DMs us saying like, "Well, can I have multiple types?" You know, cuz we always say like, "What's your PCOS type?" We have an inbox full of people asking us can I have multiple types? So yeah. let's just preface this by saying you can have multiple types of PCOS. Then they can be mild or extreme combinations. So you can have like really a lot of insulin resistance and a little bit of adrenal fatigue. You know, yeah. it, it really just like depends on the degree. That's the thing with PCOS. Everyone has different symptoms. Everyone needs a different type of um protocol because their symptoms vary in degree and vary completely so
0: it's a spectrum you know pcos is a syndrome which means a spectrum of symptoms so yeah
1: there's no one size fits all approach and everything that we recommend isn't for everyone so
0: and by the way we try to get through that inbox every single day (laughs) but if you can only imagine how you know how many we get daily? Yeah. We try to get through all your messages. All right. So the first PCOS type is, that we're going to talk about is... Inflammation. Inflammation.
1: So with inflammation, the symptoms are more like if your weight is plateauing and never going down, um, fatigue, being really tired all the time. Bloating. Bloating is definitely one because it shows that what you're eating isn't being digested properly. Skin issues like cystic acne and sometimes even like, you know, rashes can occur.
0: Joint pain, you know, especially when you have something like, like almost like arthritic pain, that's like joint pain that can be a result of inflammation. Inflammation as well
1: mm-hmm. even irritability after you eat like yeah. just feeling like anxiety after yeah. what you ate
0: your stomach hurts yeah. even, even getting that like foggy brain feeling after eating mm-hmm. and we'll get into some of the reasons that could uh impact that but uh, if you're wondering what is inflammation like because inflammation it's like oh you always hear it but what is it actually is it, is it literally mean there's a fire happening inside is there a flame so basically imagine <laughs> Uh, There are basically two types of inflammation. There's acute and chronic. Acute is, imagine you hit your elbow against a wall or something, and the area gets red, gets swollen. That's basically your body is sending the white blood cells to go ahead and protect the area, and that's why it gets red and swollen, and uh, it's basically trying to protect the area. But there's also chronic inflammation. Chronic inflammation is when this is constantly happening in your body, for example, from eating inflammatory foods like gluten and other harmful substances, it can basically create a battleground for inflammation that's constantly happening. And that can lead your body to, you know, have, um, it's basically creating a lot of stress in, onto the body. And that's going to cause you to have the symptoms that we just talked yeah. about, you know, the irritability, the anxiety, the weight plateau, fatigue bloating all of the, mm-hmm. all of these things.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then though when you have that chronic inflammation, your body releases the, these messengers like inflammatory cytokines, and these messengers signal your ovaries to secrete more test to produce more testosterone. Yeah. And it, so it has like a direct impact on PCOS women. And it also acts directly on our fat cells and causes more insulin resistance, which is the second PCOS type we're going to talk about. But just notice how like one PCOS type can lead to another PCOS type. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and just to repeat that, it directly acts on the ovary to cause production of testosterone Mm -hmm. and directly acts on the fat cells to cause insulin resistance just from inflammation.
1: Mm -hmm. So think of like everything you do can... Can either cause in chronic inflammation or reduce it, right. Yeah it's the f- every single food that you're eating is going to have some type of impact on your inflammation. And everyone with PCOS has a level of inflammation. Yeah,
0: and this is where we get into gluten mm-hmm. because gluten can be one of the biggest food groups that impacts inflammation. And that's why we always talk about, you know, trying gluten-free at least for 30 days yeah. to see if it helps improve. So how does gluten, you know, cause or has an, has an impact on inflammation? Well, one way it does is through, the impact it has on zonulin. So uh, your intestinal walls have these tight junctions so that when you eat food, as the food is going down um, your throat, it goes down into your digestive tract and basically uh, gets broken down so that your body yeah. can use it for energy. There are tight junctions that protect uh, your intestinal wall so that these foods and whatever is in it doesn't get into your bloodstream, your organs, your body. It's This is really important because... Um, this is your way of your body's way of protecting itself. But what happens is when you eat gluten, it activates a protein called zonulin, and what zonulin does is, is it regulates those tight junctions. And when you eat gluten, it causes zonulin to start stretching out those tight junctions. So the tight junctions that loosening used to them up. yeah loosening them up, they get loosened up, and now those intestinal walls have little holes in them. Mm-hmm. Those holes allow gluten and other harmful substances you know bacteria proteins proteins and things like this to get through into your bloodstream so now your body sees these things entering your bloodstream and your body is like whoop, 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 send the white blood cells, Mm -hmm. and now there's inflammation occurring right after you're eating, as you're eating, and that's why you can feel, you know, bloated, you can feel fatigue, headaches after eating gluten.
1: Yeah, so if you have gluten sensitivity, your gut lining doesn't repair as quickly, and that happens to you. So you really want to know if you're sensitive to gluten because first and foremost, PCOS, everyone has inflammation, let's figure out what's causing it. So cutting out gluten for 30 days can really help you figure that out and help reduce the low-grade inflammation.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Also, taking vitamin D. Oh, yeah. Did you know vitamin D is the most important nutrient for women with PCOS? Therapeutic doses can be anti-inflammatory. Yeah. It's crucial for T cells, which regulate our immune system and calm it down. So, when you take when you don't have enough vitamin D, it can really have an impact on your immune system and inflammation. So yeah. keep yes. that in mind.
0: So we highly recommend you know uh, you can definitely check with your doctor to see what your vitamin D levels are and if you need a mm-hmm. uh, you know increased dosage. But we highly recommend you know taking a vitamin D supplement uh, when you have PCOS and you're trying to battle inflammation. It also has so many other benefits on fertility and things like that. Right. If you're looking for a vitamin D supplement, we really love one from Therologics. You know, they also make ovacetol, but we'll link it in the bio. It's called TheraD. And if you use our PRC code, 292-660, it's like it at this point, <laughs> uh, you, get, you get 15% off your order. So we'll put that in the description. Awesome. And uh, also chronic low-grade, before we move on to our next type, chronic low-grade inflammation with PCOS also makes the cells eventually become insulin resistant and uh, women with PCOS are more prone to this because of the genetics and increased baseline inflammation
1: mm-hmm. it just yeah. snowballs out of control into the other pcos types when you don't manage it yeah and a lot of us just don't end up managing our pcos because we're given birth control we're not even told that we can manage it until you go on instagram you come across us yeah. totally understand so now <laughs> now you know you can do something about this exactly. so with insulin resistance, your symptoms are more... Oh,
0: so that's the second... You gotta, this is the second you gotta, type. You got to get a clear title. All right, bit. all right. Now all right. let's move on to the second type.
1: Insulin resistance. It manifests as uncontrollable weight gain. Like everything you eat sticks to you and doesn't metabolize properly. And uncontrollable cravings. I mean, this is the most significant symptom. So many of us have this. And also, you know, anxiety, irritability after you eat because your blood sugar is on a roller coaster. You know, after you eat, it's going to be high and then it's going to drop and then you're going to be hungry and crave again, have anxiety and feel irritable. So that's how insulin resistance can affect that. And also cystic acne because insulin mm-hmm. triggers more testosterone and then the testosterone gathers around that um, oil gland and causes it to produce more oil. And yeah. then that inflammation that we have causes that oil gland to get inflamed as well. And then we end up having cystic acne. And here's because of the high testosterone. So insulin resistance can really trigger like all of our PCOS symptoms. Like 80% of us have it. It's something to really consider. Now, I do want to talk about metabolic dysfunction because that's where insulin resistance comes in. And that's really the root
0: issues with PCOS. Before you do, I want to go, you can please explain that. I need, to get the char- I need to get the charger oh, for the laptop. I see him
1: looking at the computer. I don't
0: understand. You know, these MacBooks, they just run out of battery so <laughs> quick. Like, it was 70% when we came here and I set it up. What? And it's now at 18%. And I know by in, like, 10 minutes it's going to go red. How did I'm that like,
1: happen? I don't know. It's the MacBooks. I don't know. Are you serious?
0: No, I'm joking. We babe. should switch <laughs> that to the
1: Apple store. All right. Uh, uh,
0: okay. you, you explain. I'm going to get the charger.
1: Sorry, sisters. So... <laughs> When a person is insulin, when a sister is insulin resistant, the brain creates a new normal set point for our weight. It wants to hold on to fat stores. And for every pound that we lose, our metabolism slows down more in an attempt to regain any lost body mass. And the thyroid hormone also drops, and our cell metabolism slows down. Our appetite increases, our fat is stored with more efficiency for every lost pound. And this is what happens when we're insulin resistant. Our bodies have this amazing way to survive uh, difficult times when there isn't enough food. And insulin resistance is that mechanism of action. So basically, when we trigger that insulin resistance through our genetics, through our environment, a combination of it, then you know, this occurs. Our body just like holds on to everything. so as a result, when we go on diets that are super restrictive and like stressful on our bodies, we end up losing weight only temporarily and end up regaining the weight even more uh, because we're ultimately damaging our metabolism. And so this is true for all people in general, but especially for women with PCOS because we're so genetically predisposed to insulin resistance. Our body is just like protecting itself by um, holding on to every gram of food that we eat. So so with that being said, it's not that you can't do anything about it. It's just that you have to be mindful of it while you're going about your day, you know, like making sure that you're not snacking, uh, you know, several times throughout the day because that's going to spike your blood sugar several times throughout the day and spike your insulin several times. The more insulin we spike, the more insulin resistant we are. So just eating your three meals and maybe one or two snacks that are high in protein and healthy fats, you know?
0: And also making sure, uh, like when you're eating, how much it impacts your blood sugar levels, Mm -hmm. right?
1: Yeah, making sure you're not eating super high carb meals and making sure that you're pairing the carb that you are eating yeah. with a protein, with fiber, with fat, and things like that. So,
0: you know, like I'm making a gesture what? to tell you, you know, when it spikes up and well, it needs to come down. Okay, I just wanted you to explain that because I think that's so like an important yeah, factor. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, you know, when you did that, I thought you meant my voice was too flat. No no, 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 see, no. so I was like, fiber. And
0: <laughs> that's that's so funny. Okay.
1: What was I saying? Oh yeah. So when you eat something really high in carbs, your blood sugar goes up, your insulin is produced, a bunch of insulin, so you can store that sugar in your bloodstream. And, you know, eventually after that happens so many times, your body gets tired, your cells get tired and start being numb to insulin, Yeah. you know? So eating a really high carb diet or a high sugar diet for a long period of time can make this happen and yeah. also working out a lot a lot like hours and hours of cardio can make your body dump sugar into your bloodstream so you can burn it during that workout and then because you're insulin resistant you're not able to it gets very complicated everything we can we do or everything that we think is helping us could be not helping us so yeah we have to do things for insulin resistance not just what google says for weight loss yeah
0: and Talking about supplements mm-hmm. in, uh, or talking about ways to help supplements, yeah. inositol is one of the most like research supplements there yeah. are for PCOS. like especially basically,
1: insulin resistance.
0: Yeah. Which, I'm, I'm very glad they're they're actually like, you know, testing supplements and studies and things like that. For but,
1: PCOS Yeah, for PCOS. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm glad they're actually using inositol. And inositol, for those that don't know, is a supplement that can help with insulin resistance and PCOS. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, we'd highly recommend if you're looking for a supplement for your insulin resistance to try out a- an Oslo supplement. Yeah.
1: Because there's only so much like diet and lifestyle you can do. You need some support at the same time yeah. with supplements. You know, like you could be, but, but nobody's perfect. Like you could have the intention of tomorrow you know, eating these well-balanced meals, gluten and dairy free, like not going to spike your insulin levels. But of course, life happens and like stress happens and that affects your blood sugar. And, you know, you might not get in your slow weighted workout and that affects your blood sugar. You might not get good sleep the night before that affects your blood sugar. So you need a supplement to support you on this journey. Yeah. And of course, combining the supplement with the diet and lifestyle changes, not just depending on the supplement, is important.
0: Absolutely. And if you're looking for the inositol supplement, well, as you, as sisters, you oh, know, yeah. uh, Ovacetol is a sponsor of the podcast, but we also love them. It's Talian's favorite supplement for PCOS, mm-hmm. but she started taking it many years ago before this podcast started. And for a reason, it has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo and d chiroinositol So there are two inositols that are important, myo and D chiroinositol The latest research is using both. It used to be that in the early studies, they were only doing it on myo-inositol, but the latest research is showing that the combination of 40 to 1 myo and D chiroinositol can be uh, very effective, and that's because that's the ratio found in the body. When that ratio gets off whack, that's when insulin resistance can occur and can worsen over time. So ovacetol, it has that ratio and it's really helpful to um, you know, help you get back and help to get down to the root issues of the insulin resistance, which can also then help with, you know, egg quality, period regularity, um, ovulation, uh, hair loss and facial hair because it's helping to Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, improve the testosterone production or or reduce it as well as other symptoms so yeah and it comes in a three-month supply and that's the important thing here is it's not like a one week or one month kind of a uh, a supplement thing it's something you're going to take for three to six months possibly longer telling probably took it for about a year i
1: still have it and yeah you and took, if i like, eat like a high carb meal yeah but i mean like you took it
0: for like a year consistently every day yeah, and then after yeah. that you kind of like now you have it's like a bag good for you
1: for so many reasons like yeah. other than insulin now i have the bag in the bathroom whenever and it you just need like it. Grab it when i
0: exactly like whenever you need it you grab it and then you like yeah. uh, you can like supplement when you need it so it's a great supplement so we highly recommend ovacetol if you're looking for a inositol supplement we also have the same 15% off code so we'll put it in the description you know if you use prc code 292 <laughs> you get 15% off
1: another thing that was very helpful for my insulin resistance was definitely doing slow weighted workouts
0: oh yeah let's talk about exercise yeah, yeah.
1: because when i stopped i was getting hangry attacks and i stopped during wedding planning because i was just overwhelmed and like Couldn't get myself to do it So I was like going on walks and stuff But still like losing muscle mass And I felt my insulin resistance come back It has a direct impact On minimizing inflammation And insulin resistance For women with PCOS So prioritizing exercise So important
0: And studies have found that Just 75 minutes of exercise weekly Can significantly improve metabolic health For women with PCOS so seventy-five minutes that a week, so not per exercise. So that just, seventy-five minutes yeah. is an hour and fifteen. If you divide that into three twenty minutes. Three exercises, that's just like twenty to thirty minutes each uh-huh, exercise. 30, so yeah. that's that that'd be great. So you can start with seventy-five minutes weekly as a baseline. And not to mention exercise can also improve Uh, More than inflammation And insulin resistance It can also help with You know Self-confidence It can help with mood issues It's something that Yeah Posture
1: The way you hold yourself And then your posture Affects your confidence too Like it just has This trickle effect On everything
0: Yeah Absolutely. And, you know, especially when you do lightweight training. So lightweight training has actually been shown to help improve metabolism because when you have more lean muscle, your body requires more energy even when you're sitting down and not working out. That's that's just like the way it, muscles, muscles work. Even when you're not doing anything, it's requiring energy unlike how fat um, just stays there and it's just therefore as like an energy depot. So Uh, When you have more lean muscle, it can help with making your metabolism higher permanently as long as you keep the lean muscle. And second, it's been also shown to improve insulin sensitivity and helping with insulin resistance. So if you're gonna find a dedicated personal trainer who understands PCOS and can incorporate these lightweight training that, that are done at a you know low intensity pace, that's that would be great. You can also find our workouts in the sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We're currently developing um, new workout programs all the time that you can do in the sisterhood. For example, there's a seven day beginner jump start, there's a um, you know a, a leg and glute program. Thain likes to call it a leg and booty program. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, we're full basically body. Yeah, full body. We're developing basically a bunch of them that you can do at any time. So you can find them at the sisterhood at PCOSweightloss.org. Right. All right. So the next type. The next
1: type. And I'm going to make a clean transition into adrenal fatigue by saying... If you don't feel like working out and you feel like taking a nap, take the nap. (laughs) Because sometimes when you have adrenal fatigue, you are so tired and we're told, oh, you just need to work out harder and do this, that to lose weight. And it's so not true if you have adrenal fatigue. Symptoms of adrenal fatigue are weight gain in the midsection because high stress hormones make you gain weight in the midsection. And of course, fatigue, feeling tired all the time. Mm -hmm. Also having salt cravings um, and having insulin resistance that they they go hand in hand sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes most of the time, actually. Um, and also insomnia, like not being able to sleep and get quality sleep, the eight hours without waking up type of sleep, mm-hmm. um, anxiety, irritability, they all go into adrenal fatigue. Yeah. Um, this is basically when a sister has experienced so much stress, whether physical or emotional or inflammatory, and you she ends up, we end up secreting so much cortisol stress hormone over time that our adrenal glands, these glands on top of our kidneys, can no longer keep up with the body's demand for cortisol. And cortisol, and this isn't good for PCOS because cortisol is a precursor for progesterone, Mm. a hormone necessary for ovulation, you know. So producing this hormone is basically compromised and it's necessary for for ovulation and fertility. But when you're overproducing cortisol and then you're not producing enough cortisol anymore because of adrenal fatigue, now you can't produce the sex hormones necessary for ovulation. Yeah. So let's all take a deep breath and meditate for the next 10 minutes because (laughs) that's basically how you treat adrenal fatigue. You take some time. It takes a few months, actually. Mm,
0: Focusing on sleep, relaxation, you know, getting that Mm -hmm. eight hours of sleep, even though it sounds like impossible to do. It sounded impossible to do for me many times in my life, but can be so crucial just to help yeah. your body recover and feel better the next day.
1: Yeah. Even taking melatonin, like yeah. women with PCOS, we have this issue with melatonin. We often struggle with um, our melatonin receptors, the receptor sites on our ovaries, and it's an antioxidant as well. It's really great for PCOS. So it's important to have enough melatonin. Definitely consider take, taking a supplement if you need need yeah. melatonin and if you're getting poor sleep.
0: And is there any other...
1: Any other things about adrenal fatigue? Well, um, absolutely do not cut your carbs completely. Mm -hmm. This is so stressful on the body. Like with PCOS, we're told oftentimes to cut carbs and calories and things like this. And when you have a lot of adrenal fatigue, it just makes it worse and makes your body hold on to what you're eating even more. It's like the fight or flight mode. So this is tricky. Sometimes you can have insulin resistance and adrenal fatigue together. Mm -hmm. So do you cut your carbs out? Well, no, you slowly lower it to find a range that is keeping you happy and satisfied after your meal, but you treat your insulin resistance in different ways instead of cutting your carbs completely. Mm -hmm. Maybe if you have the energy, you can do your slow weighted workouts or you can take the ovacetol supplement or, you know, um, make sure you're eating enough protein and healthy fats and fiber. Mm -hmm. Things like this can help with the combination of insulin resistance and adrenal fatigue instead of being so drastic and cutting all your carbs out.
0: Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I, I forgot to mention for supplements for adrenal fatigue, mm-hmm. uh, another great option is CBD. You know, CBD has been really shown to help with sleep, anxiety. Uh, it's been helped to, uh, shown to help with depression. It's been shown to actually help with inflammation as well. We forgot to mention it before, too, but it can also help with inflammation. Uh, it can help with mm-hmm. acne. Uh, So many of these uh, insulin resistance, correct? So CBD can be really helpful and is an awesome supplement too.
1: Yeah, it helps regulate your cortisol. And having high cortisol causes insulin resistance. Because after a stressful event and even like, you know, maybe you had a stressful day at work or something like that. It doesn't have to be an event. The elevation in cortisol causes insulin resistance to develop after four to six hours. Mm. And it persists for more than 16 hours. Wow. So imagine like if you it's are not, impact. yeah, if you're constantly stressed, like look at the impact it's having on your insulin resistance for the next day. Even when you think, you know, I'm fine. That was yesterday. Like I forgot all about it. Your yeah. body might be still like stressed out. Yeah, of course. By the way, Sidak just drank a glass of water and put the glass extremely close to the edge of the table. Yeah, if and if you follow us on right Instagram there? stories, you will nice? know. You like that? He, now it's halfway you like off that? the table. You like that? Can
0: you? Because I live on the edge. <laughs> I live on the edge. I can't. What if I just smack this table right Stop
1: in? it. Stop it. Talyn is really getting thing right now. She's
0: getting, and she needs CBD. Right but speaking of CBD, CBD as a, uh, most of you know, we love CBD from PureSpectrumCBD.com. That's PureSpectrumCBD.com. They honestly make great CBD because it contains the full spectrum. Not sure if you know this, but there's a lot of CBD companies out there. Like maybe it's the random ones that you might see at a grocery store that you've never heard of. What they do is they filter out a lot of the helpful cannabinoids and terpenes. And these are like the really important aspects of CBD. So they filter out a lot of them and you don't get the full benefits. So Pure Spectrum CBD, we really like their products. If you go to their website, purespectrumcbd.com and use The Sisterhood as a code word, you can get 10% off. And just to kind of go off of these supplements and the, the ones that we like, as you can see, like whenever we have like sponsors with a podcast, these are... um Think, supplements that we yeah. truly believe in and that for
1: PCOS, for PCOS
0: right. like we never like pick these random because you know, we kind of at this moment we're getting close to a million downloads and we've been um contacted by a lot of like companies to be like, Oh, can you promote yeah. this mattress? Can constantly you promote
1: constantly? And we're like, You know, these emails,
0: it's just like, as like, we're thankful for the opportunity, but it's just We want to only uh, promote things on this podcast that are actually helpful with PCOS symptoms, specifically with PCOS types, like ovacetol is our favorite supplement because it really helps with the biggest issue with PCOS, which is insulin resistance. Mm -hmm. You know, CBD helps with inflammation, you know, basically any supplement. So we just want to point that out to that, you know, a lot of these are well thought out and that it's Used by me, and we've been talking about it for
1: years because...
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I can't take Ovastol, but I do take Pure Spectrum CBD every single night. Every single night, and I forcefully feed it to Tali every single night. I accidentally
1: spiked his drink with Ovastol several times on several occasions, but that's fine. He's been fine. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) So let's get on to the fourth and final type.
1: Hypothyroid.
0: Yeah, hypothyroid.
1: Well, women with PCOS were more at risk for negative Thyroid effects because of PCOS our yeah. genetic predisposition, as you can see, <laughs> I have now realized that I may have a I have a little bit of a hypothyroid situation happening mm-hmm. here, and symptoms are irregular ovulation, hair loss, insulin, res- especially hair loss, especially if you have intense hypothyroid. Um, insulin resistance and overall slow metabolism and weight gain. There, it's just magnified when you have thyroid conditions, and it, you know PCOS and thyroid conditions. It it works like hand in hand, a vicious cycle. All the symptoms of PCOS are pretty much the same as the symptoms of hypothyroid. So you could be doing everything you can do for PCOS, but you have a really hypothyroid and you don't know it right so you have to have lab work done to figure this out because with hypothyroid you might need medication you might need supplementation mm, you know mm. this is this is a different beast you know you you of course, diet and lifestyle change can take you to a certain level, but you might need supplements or yeah. um some medication or something to help with this. So
0: yeah, and you want your mm-hmm. thyroid to be carefully investigated using functional ranges and not specific. conventional, because mm-hmm. functional ranges are more specific. And we actually are going to include them in the podcast description. So if you look at the podcast description, you'll see the functional ranges of a uh, of your of your thyroid.
1: Yeah, And you know, I want to mention some of the reasons why thyroid hormone is so important. It cleans up, I mean, it. um, thyroid hormone, it should increase the levels of sex hormone binding globulin, which basically cleans up the androgens, right? In your body, like a sponge, just cleaning up the excess androgens. But when you have low levels of thyroid, then you have low levels of Uh, sex hormone binding globulin and then that can lead to hyperandrogenism and this hair loss acne hirsutism issue that comes with thyroid issues so it's not just you know if you have insulin resistance you get these symptoms of you know high testosterone it could be your thyroid hormone being low and your sex hormone binding globulin being low and not able to clean up the androgens in your bloodstream so Um, that's really interesting. So with that being said, gluten plays a major role in our thyroid function. Gluten. A lot of doctors, not a lot, but some, and the only ones that I refer my patients to, they suggest going gluten-free and dairy-free when you have a thyroid issue. So I just want to touch on gluten for a second. Yeah, please. It contains a protein called gliadin. Okay, this is found in gluten that your body can easily mistake for a thyroid molecule in a process known as molecular mimicry. So if your gut is irritated and inflamed because of gluten sensitivity, like Sirak mentioned, the zonulin, then the gliadin protein is able to enter right into your bloodstream and your immune system mistakenly identifies the gliadin as an intruder and attacks it um, by producing antibodies to gliadin, okay? So once these antibodies are formed, they can also attack your thyroid gland because remember, like I said, Gluten is similar to the thyroid molecule through something called molecular mimicry. So when your body's attacking the gliadin as an intruder, it's also attacking your thyroid. Mm-hmm. So your body's response every time you eat gluten is to make antibodies to gliadin and the antibodies attack your thyroid. And so this effect, like if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, which is an autoimmune condition, or if you have hypothyroidism, you're basically like every time you eat gluten, you're attacking your thyroid more and more, and you're driving this issue into the ground. So you want to know if you have a thyroid issue for sure. Um, And that's why oftentimes going gluten-free with PCOS can be helpful because if you have a thyroid condition, it can significantly improve your body's ability to produce Ample thyroid hormones Yes So I'm really glad I've been gluten and dairy free This whole time Because my god Like if my If if I have a little bit Of hypothyroid Who knows what it Would have been Your lab
0: results Might have been even Worse Worse yeah I mean it wasn't like That bad thankfully It wasn't that bad But if it could have been You know on the um, Opposite range Yeah And yeah So
1: Well here we are
0: I mean, so that covers the four main mm-hmm. P C O S types, the the symptoms, how, how like how to find the right supplements for them, and how to um. Oh, what was the supplement that you're using for your thyroid right now? For for the
1: this is a daily thyroid support supplement from Equilife. Yeah, that's the company
0: I got it from. Yeah, and just FYI, you want you should get your um like.
1: Lab work, uh, lab
0: work done, and if and, you want to know yeah. the ranges, we're gonna include them in the description. And then once you know your lab work, you can you know find the right supplement for you. But that's the one that times. Once you
1: do the lab work, they'll call you with your results and tell you like, oh, yeah. what they are. So right. you don't yeah. even need the description like lab yeah. thing. But if you already have lab labs done, then you can look in the description, compare, see yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So we did a poll.
0: We did do a poll. We asked, "What's your main PCOS type?" and again we have a quiz that you can take we'll include that in the description as well it's basically a short quiz takes about a minute where you just answer some basic questions and then the quiz can tell you what pcos type you might have of course it's not a diagnosis but it can help you find the next steps because it gives you some you know um thing, some tips you can work on so what's your main pcos type uh well what do we think the majority of everyone said so Well, sisters, why don't you you. take a guess? Is it inflammation, insulin resistance, adrenal fatigue, hyperthyroid? Insulin
1: resistance. Yeah. 1,560 sisters voted that they have insulin resistance as their main PCOS type.
0: Yeah. Second was inflammation. Mm
1: -hmm. 445.
0: And a close third was?
1: Adrenal fatigue, 398.
0: Followed by hypothyroid.com.
1: Hypothyroid at
0: 191.
1: Yeah. Well, 33% of sisters have hypothyroid, so that makes sense. And then 80% have insulin resistance. So that makes sense. It's like the majority. And then like all of us have inflammation. Yeah. (laughs) So why is it important to know your PCOS type? It's it's just so important to know your PCOS types type types, whichever one, because it gives you like a jump off point to start managing your symptoms. You know, it's like, it's step one in our membership site, The Sisterhood. It's step one, discover your PCOS type, start making the lifestyle changes that help that make you feel good. You know, even before you go into gluten and dairy free, like focusing on uh, not looking at your phone before you go to sleep. So your melatonin is high enough so you can get better sleep for your
0: adrenal fatigue or... Yeah Because be, like, we know that PCOS can be so overwhelming When you're initially diagnosed Especially when the doctor doesn't really give you Any step-by-step plan So right. that's why finding your PCOS type can be so important Just to have like Talia a jump start right. So you know what to work on So it's not so overwhelming Because mm-hmm. there could be a thousand things in your head But what if you just pinpoint it to just one now? So someone, insulin resistance for example Someone
1: once messaged us And was like I love how the first step in the sisterhood is all of the things that i can do instead of oh, yeah. all of the things that i shouldn't do oh yeah and i yeah. was like wow that's a good point we didn't like, even try to do that but i didn't a, even try if, that yeah was just, i mean i generally like to, to keep things easy. positive yeah, yeah of course so um yeah like, there's so many things that you can do yeah. forget what you can't yeah. do okay you can't go on the long run okay so <laughs> you can meditate or like go on yeah. a walk
0: so sisters, you can take the quiz in the description to get to get a start today, but you can all, always join the sisterhood to basically help find your PCOS type, help find the next steps, and help find ways to uh, reverse those symptoms as- associated with those PCOS types, mm-hmm. not to mention much further. We also have, you know, uh, we help you go gluten-dairy-free, we help you learn your carb tolerance, help you learn exactly. to work out. So there's a whole um, plethora of help there if you if, if you like to uh, join.
1: Yes. All right, so let's talk about the wins of the week. Yes. So the first one. Hit it.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, The first one is Carrington from The Sisterhood. She says, victory moment. A little (laughs) backstory. I am a travel nurse and on an assignment in Texas. Since coming here in April, I decided to see how I would adapt to the gluten and dairy-free lifestyle. I began meal prepping and making conscious decisions With a few cheap meals here and there. Today, I was getting ready for an outing and tried on a romper I haven't worn since I left Florida in March. What's a romper? (laughs) I just don't know.
1: It's like a, you know that outfit I have where it's like shorts and the top combined?
0: Oh, okay, 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 cool. Like a one piece? Yeah,
1: a one piece. Okay, cool.
0: Needless to say, it fit loose. Okay. (laughs) i do not have a scale here in texas nor have i been measuring myself i have been discouraged so many times from what the scale and the measurements say therefore forcing me to notice the changes in my life oh sorry changes in my body by looking at my body and seeing and feeling a real difference that's so great Mm -hmm. i am still on birth control but quit my metformin and have stuck to taking my ovacetol two times a day as well as doing slow weighted workouts, hot yoga, and hot Pilates. Ooh, wow! I love it. I am so happy I have found the sisterhood and can share these changes and have a safe space to encourage and motivate each other. Uh, wow! What
1: a nice story! Such
0: a sweet message. And I
1: love this. There's so
0: many things that like she said that I really like. You know, yeah. she she was discouraged by checking the scale, so instead of that, she just you know see how she felt, mm-hmm. how things were feeling on her. And seeing these like changes to her it, happening to her, especially if, when you're traveling, yeah. when you're a travel nurse, you know there's so much stress. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. happy it's working.
1: I'm so happy for her.
0: Yeah. Oh, great job, Karen. So Karrantin. good to hear. And thank you for sharing your story. This is like so inspirational for so many other sisters right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: truly. So our next win is from the DMS, and so, I don't have her exact username.
0: Well, yeah, it's because it's a screenshot of the DM from Instagram, but. I'm going to try to describe the picture I see in the DM. It's a
1: mirror selfie.
0: Yeah, it's a a sister taking a picture in the mirror. There seems to be some sort of light on the bottom of the picture. Okay. And some sort of blue bar On the right side So sister If you know who you are (laughs) This is your comment We're reading Or your DM We're reading She
1: says Hello Taline I am sitting here In my car Listening to your podcast And eating my gluten free meal And I wanted to share Some exciting news After struggling with PCOS And feeling so hopeless And depressed I was finally able To find the energy And courage To go gluten and dairy free It's been tough But after three weeks I finally got my period I have not had it in months I've also lost five pounds And feel so much better Better. I am not as tired and not as depressed. I have the energy and drive to keep going. I've recently joined the gym as well. Thank you so much for all your information. I'm also hoping to get pregnant this year. So I'll really hope all of this information helps us get there. Once again, thank you. Much blessings. Oh, oh my God. I'm so, so happy for sweet, you. So sweet of course you'll get there yeah you just stick to it and keep layering on new things yeah. that might help promote your health and treat your pcos types you know of course it doesn't just stop at gluten and dairy free there are other things you can do yeah and we're always here to encourage you and cheer you on on the podcast on instagram stories in the sisterhood facebook fo- chat forum mm. we're here for you sisters
0: absolutely I love how she said, I'm sitting here in my car listening to your uh-huh. podcast. Well, I, I hope I the hope next you, time yeah. you're reading this comment, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's so
0: great. So great. Thank you, sister, for your DM. And I guess that's the episode.
1: That's a wrap.
0: But this was really fun. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for Tallinn's journey as yes. she goes through you know taking these uh supplements to help improve you know the, the thyroid um mm-hmm. uh, results from the lab kit we'll see how that goes we'll do the lab kit test again maybe in like three six months, months or, or three months and see yeah. what's up see what's going on take you guys through our journey how's my this journey now an
1: hour. <laughs> it's our i drag you with me
0: <laughs> right. i'm here for support mm. But, yeah, it'll be very fun. And, yeah, thank you for listening to this episode, sisters. We'll put everything in the description. As we explained, we'll put everything organized there so you know what supplements we recommended for which PCOS types and things like that. So you can uh, definitely head over there to see more. And, yeah.
1: We'll talk to you soon, sisters.
0: Thank you for listening. See you next week